Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I am your host, Camille. This week is a special episode. I am interviewing Marco Grazzini, star of the newest Hallmark movie titled Right in Front of Me. He played Chef Nick Guevara, a Filipino chef who specializes in Filipino fusion cuisine. He co-stars with lead actress Janelle Parrish. For those who aren't aware, this movie is groundbreaking. This is the very first Hallmark movie where both lead actors are of Asian descent. Marco is part Filipino, Janelle is part Chinese. Being Filipino myself, this interview is a little different. Marco and I not only talk about behind the scenes secrets of filming right in front of me, but we talk about growing up Filipino in America and Canada, the foods we love, working with Janelle, and much, much more. So here's our interview with Marco. This one, this movie was like a fan favorite. A lot of fans really love this movie. I love this movie. I, I, like, I, I was telling one of my friends, I was like, I'm going to cry. I told her mm-hmm. this before the movie even aired. I was like, you don't understand. Growing up, there was no f- mention of Filipino culture, no yeah. Filipino food, no mention. There was hardly any mention. There was hardly any Filipinos on TV or movies or anything like that. And it, yeah, we get like we get to mention adobo and babinka and all these like yeah, my Lola right beside me. No, I hear you absolutely. Like I. I was teary-eyed when I saw your interview with ABS, CBN, and I was yeah. like, holy crap, he's talking about my food. I'm eating a double <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know? No, it was, it, it's been super nice to um, to have the opportunity to, you know, to represent and, and, and reflect, you know, part of my culture and, and to see you know, different stories, different stories being told. Cause I'm the same. Like I grew up and I, I never remember any Filipinos on TV growing up. Does Tia Carrere count <laughs> somewhat? Who else? Like there's, yeah. There's my like, my can... person that I grew up was Leia Salonga. You know, the Broadway. Leia Salonga. I did a commercial with Leia Salonga. Oh, you did? Yeah. That is my dream. I like literally grew up. I was, I was in the background though. I was um, speaking of doing uh, jobs where you're sweating to death. Um, (laughs) I did a, so I started my career actually in, in Manila. And in 2004, I did a sun silk or cream silk, probably, I think cream silk, the blue one. I don't know. Um, I did a cream silk commercial and it was like, you know, the Philippines, they always like try to rip off some, <laughs> some famous sort of, you know, property that's already going on. Like, um, so this one was sort of like a take on like the matrix. Yes. So Leia Salonga's beautiful black shiny hair was being protected by cream silk, but like the technology in the cream silk was these like ninja guys. I was one of the ninja guys. So we were like we were like Neo in the Matrix. We were wearing um, black the glasses and stuff. Glasses and like black polyester suits in like thirty five 
like 110 degree manila broad daylight yes just um but she was super super sweet and super awesome and uh yeah yeah that that when my mom showed me first time Leia Salonga mm. and I heard her sing I was like that's what I want to be I want to mm. like I and so I like literally grew up like grew up singing in choir and mm. um, different like genre I'm not a professional singer by any <laughs> means at all neither am I <laughs> <laughs> but I just was so enamored by her and stuff but anyway mm. um yeah, that I grew up. That's who I grew up. I mean, actually, that was one of my first one of my questions to you is who if, who were some influences that made you get into the entertainment business? Because I mean, like you I'm say, the Rock. There isn't that name say, for us, you know. Especially, yeah. I'm gonna say The Rock. I'm gonna say a lot of wrestlers. I grew up watching a lot of wrestling, uh, and um, I'm like a fan though. You're a Hulk Hogan Hulk fan. Hulk. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold? Uh, I was I I didn't like them, but I, I was a rock fan. Um, but I grow I go all the way back to like the eighties with like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and uh, Near the Giant. And you go back to to those days, and and those guys are really great on the microphone. Um, they had a showmanship about them, and they they were actors. They were over actors, but they were actors, <laughs> and. Um, I, I guess, I mean, I, I could say that those are my first sort of, you know, uh, act, acting, acting coaches, any sort of like wanting to perform, but I, I never gravitated towards anything, you know, performative. I was, I took one drama class in high school because it was like an easy class credit, um, <laughs> but I was very shy, you know, and I never sort of saw this as a viable career option. So I sort of just sort of just fell into it after university, actually. Yeah. Mm. So mm-hmm. how long have you been acting? Like 15, 16 years, something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> You're about to ask me how old are you? I am old enough to remember the 80s. <laughs> It's out there on the internet. I'm going to make you work for it a little bit. Oh, my God. Because if I say it, then it's out there. He says he's this old. But if you read it, if you go go on Wikipedia and it says, like, oh, Let me Google it. Hold up. Since you're telling me. How old are you? Okay. It doesn't say your birthday. It just says it's a Canadian film and television actor. No birthday. I don't know. It's It's out there somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> not in my 20s let's say that much nice yeah. well, I assumed this much since you were talking about going to working with Leia Salaga in like 2004 but yeah. <laughs> you were working as a toddler or something mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, when was the last time you went to the Philippines was 2008 yeah do you, how about you, do you miss it do, um, you miss it? do I miss it I miss it a lot I can't wait to go back um, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, next year, next year, next year. And before you know it, it's been 13 years yeah. and I bet so much has changed. So much changed in the four years from 2004 to 2008. So I can only imagine now that it's grown so much and it's become more of a tourist hub and 
yeah, it's, you know, one of the uh, sort of thriving places in, in Asia now. Yeah. Um, we yeah, went, no. the last time I was, I went there was 2004. It was for mm. my cousin's, um, my cousin's now 70 years old. That's how I know, like, how long ago it was, because we were there for his baptism. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the, I, the only the main thing I remember about the Philippines was I felt sad because it was the the poverty and how some of the poor people lived and stuff. I just couldn't. It hurt my heart watching that and stuff. But I hope people it got better since then too. No, I I absolutely agree with you. Like um, you know, you sort of driving around in a car. And then you, you pass an, uh, an underpass and there's a family of, you know, three, four or five just with, yeah. you know, living with a mattress and stuff and kids running around on the street and stuff. And, and I mean, you go to places, you know, like, uh, you know, Philippines and, and, and Mexico and other places in South America, other places in Asia, and it really, you know, hits you sort of the discrepancy. And then you, you just turn the, you know, you go into the rich area and it's like ridiculous luxury and um you kind of see that starting in in north america unfortunately yeah too, in hawaii right? here yeah too. I yeah, mean, yeah, like yeah the the um, discrepancy between the poor people and then the like rich people here in hawaii is yeah. crazy yeah like yeah. people living in tents as well as mansions and right down the road yep. from each other yep so anyway you're the first filipino lead so you play Nick Chef Nick. I said mm-hmm. Nick Chef. Why did I say that? Um, cooking Filipino fusion food. How does that feel having our like culture like in the forefront of the movie? And it also be like being the flag bearer, I guess, like of that whole thing. Um I'm very flattered by it. I'm I'm honored to, you know, to to be able to to do it. Um, I was hoping you were going to pull out some Tagalog. <laughs> I mean, I read the words that are written, you know, but that's the thing, though. Like, this movie wasn't necessarily a sort of a feature of, you know, let's feature this culture or that culture, yeah. like like some movies can be, where you're sort of catering to an audience. It was, you know, the the the, the food part of it was just a... The food and culture part of it was, was just a, a little bit of Nick's, you know, uh, total package. Nick's, Nick's yeah. uh, you know, and, and and as it sort of should. Like, I mean, I, just as much as I'm Filipino and I'm proud of it, and um, you know, I'm also you know part Italian. I'm also born and raised in, in Canada, but I don't necessarily identify with any of those three more than the other. Um, I, I, I'm in each, you know, every time that I've been in each place, it feels like home, just like, just like LA feels like home, just like Bangkok feels like home because those places and, and those people sort of, it's the places and the, it's the people really, and the, the culture and, and the, the vibe of the people that makes it feel like, like home. Yeah. And so having said that <laughs> the Philippines, feeling like one of my homes, I'm very proud to have had this chance to showcase it on 
uh, on a Hallmark movie. Did you, then what did your family think when you told them? Oh, my mom loves it. My mom loves any time that, you know, I get to, I get to play a chef and be on TV, but she almost, um, they were, they were having trouble casting my Lola. Yeah. Cause you know, you, you can imagine casting and especially if they want to cast authentically Filipino in Vancouver, where we shot, it's sometimes it's going to be hard to cast an older actor who's of a certain ethnic background. So they were kind of struggling and they called me and I was they were asking like, do you know anybody? It's like, like my mom could do it. If it, if it wasn't COVID, cause she doesn't live here. She lives in Toronto. If it wasn't for COVID, I totally would have cast my mom and, you know, got her a ridiculous uh, trailer and yeah. Oh, that would have been awesome. But um, yeah, yeah, no, she, uh, she loves it. Um, uh, it's nice, nice getting messages from, you know, family all around and in Hawaii in the Philippines. Um, <laughs> so that's the nice thing about, you know, nowadays is that like, you know, the stuff that I do has such far reach. Yeah. It's, it's, oh. yeah. A lot of people, a lot of Filipinos were all like, Oh my God, we get to have, I mean, it's not just me. It's like a, a, mm. most, a, a lot of people on Instagram and on Facebook are saying the same things. It's like, mm. this is something to be proud of. This is something that we're so happy for, you know, with Asian representation. But mm. both you and Janelle, because Janelle is also of Asian mm. descent. It's like mm. crazy. And especially with the times now where Asian hate is prevalent. Mm. It's like such a mm. powerful, I got a bit of cry. <laughs> it's such a powerful thing, you know? Yeah. But um, I think it's important just to, I mean, again, to sort of um, reiterate, right? Like we were both, you know, characters who, who came from Asian cultures and, and were, you know, sort of pr proud of it. But at the same time, it wasn't a story that was not able to be understood or identified with by people of other backgrounds and cultures, right? And so yep. that's what's, I feel like a step forward and sort of getting getting past, you know, this time we're in um, or any times where there's sort of unease around other people or other cultures is, you know, taking those steps to, to see that, you know, we're, we're just like everybody else we're all the same we all want the same things and and um and you know having material like this in, in film and tv is an important step for that yeah how was working with janelle i love the chemistry between you guys you guys had so yeah i i love your characters you guys had so much fun together it just seemed it like was, you guys had fun together it was it was very i think it was very obvious right like it, it was it, it, it came out so apparently on tv yeah it, we we clicked right from the beginning she's super sweet super um easy to work You're with um tall compared to her <laughs> either that or she's short <laughs> one of those two i'm gonna go with i'm super tall she's normal height <laughs> she's normal height yeah um yeah they uh they the, the solution is you either put her on an apple box or dig a trench for me. But we made it we made it look good, right? We made it look yeah. good. 
But I mean, had neck pain. I had neck pain. Oh, I just love the fact that you guys had um, your two characters had so much banter, like little side jokes with each other. And I felt like it, it. I don't know if it was you guys were like that offset, but offset like on the on the camera, I could totally tell mm-hmm. you guys were like had both. Friendship at least offset. Both um, off. Off camera, yeah, we we totally click and get along, and um, you know would would talk before and after, still you know text each other uh, afterwards, and but the script itself was great, you know it wasn't uh, it wasn't a you know sort of dry and sort of stale script. It was it was nice and lively, and I think a big thing that helped uh, that out, a big element of the script that helped that out, is the fact that because Nick is. Janelle's wingman essentially for like a good portion of the film yeah there you know there's a there's a different element to their relationship like there's sort of a immediate letting down of the guard because there isn't that like oh is he interested in me or I'm trying to pursue her it was like we were friends right off the bat and there was that familiarity right so um you know you can't do that in every movie but we were lucky enough that we had that and then that the writing was so freaking amazing too yeah but um I think Janelle's character said it best where she was like I was just me I wasn't awkward I wasn't trying to Mm -hmm. be attracted to this person or whatever so I was just Mm -hmm. myself that's why you didn't notice that I there was something going on between me and Nick because it was just you know, mm-hmm. comparison to that, where she was awkward and weird, <laughs> just yeah. jittery. It was she was just herself with your character and stuff, and I like that too. And it, the other thing that I um, wanted to talk about is it's so well. This is it ties to my next question, which is what is mm-hmm. what are the similar some similarities that you have and differences that you have with Nick? Uh, I know you cook. I but... cook. I'm half Filipino. <laughs> Um, I have worked in a restaurant before, not as a chef though, as a waiter. Um, I'm crafty, like he is. Like, remember when Edward was like, "No, you can't serve that." And I was like, "Okay, we'll see." Right? Um, that was fun. Of, yeah, I have a bit of a temper, which I don't know if Nick has. I think it's, I think he probably has a temper. All, all people who work in restaurants kind of have this like thing about them where you don't know what's going to happen one yeah. moment to the next, but uh, I'm a nice guy for the most part. <laughs> um, differences. Uh, I keep on thinking of similarities and I think that's one of the reasons why it was just so easy to fall into, you know, being Nick um, on set. Um He's he's a very sort of dry, sarcastic humor, um, which is you know so totally in line with with me. Um, so yeah, there, there's not a lot of differences. It, it, it honestly felt very tailored to fit. Yeah, I uh, the funny part was in the beginning when you were saying that you have helicopter parents so we had a whole mm. fleet of helicopters I didn't um, have helicopter parents I <laughs> oh no. I relate to that very you much. relate I, to that okay I'm sorry, yeah, okay. I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> it, was, you to it wasn't even just parents it was like grandparents 
aunts and uncles in the whole family. There's a whole fleet of um, helicopters. But mm-hmm. were you close to your grandma too? Like Nicholas? Uh, my my Lola passed away just recently. Oh, I'm um, sorry, I should say that. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Um, but uh, we, uh, I'm glad that I got the opportunity to meet her back in 2004 um, and again in 2008. And- So she was in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah, everybody's in the Philippines or Hawaii. Mm. Yeah, on my mom's side. Do you know what, we're in Hawaii? I mean, no, I'm sorry, we're in the Philippines. I know you said you were in what Calabar. We're in the Philippines, most of your- So mostly everybody's in Manila, but um, there's still some here and there in uh, Nueva Ecija. Mm. So that's up, up north. Uh, I've never been. Like Ilocano, Ilocano area? I don't think that far. <laughs> <laughs> no shade to the Ilocanos. My family, yeah. my mom's side is from Visayan. So down okay. So nice. like Rojas City and stuff. But that's where my grandmother is right now. Okay. So what are some of the favorite foods that you like to cook? Um, I'll give you my top four cuisines. Um, so it's it's Italian, Mexican. Um, did you say that you like to cook? Cook or eat? Oh, okay. Italian, Mexican, Japanese, and Thai, Malaysian, <laughs> Indonesian. I'm gonna put all in one sort of thing there because there's a lot of sort of bleed over. But those four, because there's a lot of there's a lot of variety. There's a lot of balance. I love I love texture. I love you know sweet, sour, umami, salty, crunch, fresh, sour. I just love intense Flavors. flavor. Yep. And um, yeah, I, I love I just love being. I don't eat out. At restaurants much because I get disappointed often. <laughs> yeah, so those would be my my sort of top four um, honorable mention to sort of the Middle Eastern Persian <laughs> area. Sorry, well, do you have any Filipino dishes that you cook too? Yeah, not? yeah. Um, so recently, I've I've started making a. Um, uh an estofado but like i make it with sun-dried tomatoes uh in there um yeah like so like i'll just sort of include a little bit more intense flavors in there um what else on the filipino side um have you had synagogue yet my favorite is synagogue yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, again, like, it's like, <laughs> it's like a, I mean, it's, here's another similarity with Nick. Like, yeah, it's, it's in a gun, but then, like, I'll include a little bit of lemongrass in the sinigang. So it's like, you know, tamarind and lemongrass, which doesn't sound like it would go together. But, like, yeah, like, you know, sinigang is like when you're, when you're feeling down and out and you're like sick and you're like, I miss my mom. That's when you do sinigang. Um, what else? Desserts definitely. Yeah. Like any anything coconut for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Leche flan. I just had uh, a craving for a leche flan right now. <laughs> I know, right? It's one of Lisa. my favorite things to eat. My aunt yeah. makes some really good homemade. I also love lupia. Lupia is yeah. like another one of my favorites. I haven't had lupia in a while. Yeah. It's, yeah, my, uh, mom, my mom makes like great big lupia. That's just mm-hmm. like one of my favorite dishes. So I'll just dip it. But Sinigang. Machado is another one of my favorite Filipino foods mm-hmm. and stuff. You, you should try the too. Like I'm a huge peanut butter fan, so kare kare, yeah. Do you um? So are you a fusion fan or are you like a purist? Fusion, yeah, 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 yeah definitely fusion. Like I mean, there's nothing's gonna beat, you know, the comfort food of your, <laughs> of your, of your mom or your tita's um, budget, right? Um, and sometimes you just gotta have you know, one or eight lumpia rolls. Um, but Filipino cuisine as a whole, like I really, I really like what a lot of places in LA and also um, a friend of mine in Toronto, they're, they're really sort of dressing up the cuisine and bringing in fresher elements and, you know, like plating it, like let's say in a taco yeah. Uh, Sisi in a taco or something like that um and like sort of the stuff that I see back back home in the Philippines as well like on like Instagram and YouTube where you know there's there's more attention to there's sort of more health conscious and artists also like the influence of you know foodies from around the world and you sort of see the um evolution of classic Filipino dishes um so I'm yeah I'm about that because like I even like the you know sort of the other cuisines that I dabble in, like I always like, you know, to, to combine things like food is fluid, right? Like I know <laughs> sometimes some things you just don't want to screw around with like re- re- the recipes, but like it, if it, if it tastes good, it tastes good. Yeah. I'm a purist. I am a purist. If it, if you have a, the food, if you have like a certain name next to the food, mm-hmm. like let's say adobo or you know whatever if it doesn't taste like what I remember it's supposed to taste like I'm like this doesn't look right and also, oh yeah that's a given for sure yeah. <laughs> also um I, I love rice so I can't even like imagine like let's say you know where you had taco plates mm. or whatever so I'm like where's the rice <laughs> It's <laughs> supposed to go on white rice, right? <laughs> yeah, what can you do, man? Some people, some people, you can't mess with their, you know, their the creature comforts, their, their, you know, their staples. I agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm one of those people, sadly. My mom wants to try to. My parents want to try to experiment, and my brothers and I were all the same. We're like, no. <laughs> Go back to the usual. <laughs> yeah. So you must you must hate the the new like poke craze that's sweeping the world where they're they're putting corn I, and and I tortilla know. chips and no. lettuce. Um, like the tortilla is fine, I guess, because it's because it's kind of you kind of make it like a dip, poke dip kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Mandarin slices, little baby orange slices. In your no, 
No, that's wrong. I just I just rather get like a little stop doing that, people. Okay, container uh, from Food Land with a fork <laughs> and eat straight out of the bowl, and I put it on like <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Like slices or whatever. So you know what I mean? Like you you're from you, you've been to Hawaii, right? Or yeah. No? Yeah, so yeah. like the food laying little container things with like a quarter mm-hmm. of a pound of poke and just walk out the door with a fork. <laughs> I don't yep. need all the fancy stuff. I just prefer like simple. Yeah, but you kind of charge $17 a bowl for food land poke. <laughs> so, but no, I'm, I'm glad to see it. That bad. No, no, I just, well, over here, it's like 17 bucks <laughs> for a bowl of poke. I'm like, hold on, let me get a mortgage on this poke bowl. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad, to, like, I, I love poke, like the, 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 the What's your favorite poke? Like, what's your favorite I'm, dish? I, I'm not going to start, I'm not going to talk poke with you, I'm going to insult you. Um, no, uh, I would say, uh, probably, uh, tuna belly. So that's, what is tuna belly? How do you say tuna Ahi. belly? In- Ahi. Is tuna is tuna bella ahi? I thought that was I think uh, so. Toro. Ahi tuna is. I thought Toro was uh, tuna belly. I'm well, not sure. Anyways, <laughs> uh, tuna, yeah, for sure. I love yeah. lihi. I have I have, I always go and get the you know where they have like seaweed on top of it with the mm. um, oyster sauce. Lihi, yeah. oh, it's so good. Uh, it's it's yeah, especially <laughs> in a hot day for sure. Oh yeah. Sure. I'd be waiting out in the parking lot with a little container of poke. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. What was your what was your favorite part of the movie? What was your favorite scene in the movie? Oh God, there's so many. Um, I liked when you guys, when y'all finally kissed number one. <laughs> it was a very romantic kiss. Wait, two hours like, oh, for your favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, looked beautiful too. It like it, it was really picturesque. My, there were so many favorites though. Like I loved it when he you I I just love your little conversations that you had with each other. Yeah. It wasn't like big moments or whatever. It was just like uh. when you um were made skewers for her or when mm. you made the drinks or when you were making yeah. fun of her with like you betcha. <laughs> There's just the little moments that were just so mm. cute. And it was, it brought like both yours and Janelle's characters' personalities out. And it was kind of yeah. cute. And it was like, uh, it thank just you. reminded me of the, you know, it, like you said, you guys were friends. And that's how mm. friends are, is you guys teach each other. Yeah. Let's have little inside jokes and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And you're just rooting for them to get together, right? And, right. and then, like all this sort of pressure of like a normal uh, movie where like, oh, they like each other, right? Like, um, and it's obvious, you know, that they're pursuing each other. That was, yeah, it was, it was nice. Like you were sort of like um, eased into it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and I like the fact that also that everybody was likable. No, like none of the girls were like catty to each other. Like Matt was super funny and likable too. It wasn't like because you know, like in Hallmark uh, uh, and Lifetime movies, usually the guy who doesn't get the girl is obviously a loser, and 
I've played a couple of losers on Hallmark. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, usually, like, it's obvious that the guy is just not good for, like, Matt was awesome. Like, he was just, <laughs> he was hilarious. I was laughing the whole movie. Um, but, yeah, like, everybody was, everybody was a good person. Everybody was likable. And, yeah, there was know, no there was bad no guy of, in the movie. There was, there was like, no, no drama. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was no drama. Everybody was I good. hate movies that have, like, oh. Uh, unnecessary conflict and I feel like it's very easy to pick up when it's unnecessary because it's like okay mm. why why are you mm. doing this it doesn't make sense this person they're mm. not a bad person it doesn't like it does not make sense to me but yeah. there I saw you know with this one there was like a flow and it was fun and it was sweet and I laughed the whole time <laughs> I couldn't uh-huh. stop laughing thank you that's it's honestly like- that's the biggest that's the biggest compliment to me like um to hear that, like to to be able to laugh at at, at something, um, is, like I said, you know, I, I just love to. So. I when you ask me which which was my favorite, I'm like, how do I choose one? There's like so mm-hmm. many little things that just the biggest. I mean, like the biggest thing was just how you guys joked with each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like that yeah. was my favorite part. It's just how y'all choked with each other. How do I explain that? Like that's my favorite. Part. Maybe because like a big majority of the movie happened in the hotel, <laughs> and I'm always wearing that sort of white coat. But everything sort of blends together for me too. And if if you were to ask me what's your favorite part, it's honestly just the relationship with with um with Carly and and just the the back and forth with her, right? And um who they are to each other. Um, yeah, that, and then the, the panic scene where like Edward was coming in and and I had to like, that was fun to shoot. Like, but um, yeah. And the part where she like bumps into me, like as she's saying hi to Matt and I have like the tray of forks and whatever, anything like physical comedy, like really yeah. is that, good for me. Oh, that, and her hands, Carly's, Carly's uh, fish hands. What did you say you it was? You said you said it was a way. You look like somebody who was lost at sea, and he, yeah, he was a rescue rescue boat. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. was thinking Titanic. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like I said, it's just like your little jokes and insider um, mm. interactions with her. That was just like my was favorite part. It was, it was a lot of fun for sure. No, there was no one thing. It was mm. all of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and also, like I said, I I was most happy to see my culture most mm-hmm. represented. Even if it's just through food, you know, it was just like, like I said, you it's such a rare thing. It's so rare. It's so I I have to say that in the recent years there has been such a great increase in Asian representation that there hasn't been in earlier decades. I mean, you got, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, um, American television and American film was mostly martial artists, mm-hmm. you know, Bruce yep. Lee, Jet Li, yep. Jackie Chan, yep. I, all these people. And that's... I love them. They're great. They're wonderful actors and they totally represent, but it's like, I can't do martial arts. Most of us can't. Yeah. They're also Chinese, you know, yeah. they're not Filipinos like us. So it's like, mm. it got to, I don't know about you, but, you know, a lot of growing up, people were like 
assuming I was related to Bruce Lee and stuff like that. They were asking me if I was, mm. you know, it was like, mm. I'm not Chinese, I'm not mm-hmm. them, but because they don't know anybody else who was Filipino, it's like, well, who are you? Where was Philippines from? Mm. You know, it was, so to see someone, gotta go start fucking crying, stop it. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's so awesome to, uh, to be part of it and then to see other uh, Filipinos up uh, on the screen as well, like Manny Jacinto on The Good Place. I don't know if you watched The Good yeah. Place. He's, he's so hilarious. I love him. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, this is the thing. It's um, on the screen, like it, I feel like it's, it's, it's happening and it's happening fairly quickly. So that's a great thing to see. At least I'm still, you know, not a senior citizen uh, <laughs> because like I, I've been playing Hispanic, like all like majority of my roles, you know, before the last couple of years were all, you know, of Hispanic descent. And uh, luckily, you know, I'm, I'm fluent in Spanish as well. And I can um, do, you know, some accents if need be, but like, you know, you sort of get into the territory of like, okay, we want authentically Hispanic. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, authentically mixed or authentically Filipino, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna get cast as authentically Italian because we have like this sort of preconceived notion of what that is. And so to, to have the opportunity now with two movies back to back with uh, Lone Star Christmas and uh, right in front of me to play Filipino and to actually have the writers want to reflect that and be like, okay, um, you know, is, is this okay? And we wanna feature part of your culture. That's a, that's a great step forward and um but we we need to see it in the writing room we need to see it in behind the camera with directors and producers and in the studios but that's a generational thing right like that's you know like we we can't all of a sudden you know um snap our fingers and immediately have this huge choice of talent in all of uh, those departments right but it's it's gonna happen so that just gives me such such joy to be a part of that and to you know one day be an old man and to play you know a, a, a grandfather to stay you know the, the the filipino lead on on some tv show lola you know. you're gonna be yeah, the lola yeah, yeah, yeah. one day I mean, oh, oh, oh. no i'm gonna be i'm gonna be cw cw till i'm 80 <laughs> <laughs> i just won't smile so my wrinkles won't show you know <laughs> your favorite oh do you watch virgin river I don't, even though I should. Watch it, okay. <laughs> I know, it's not, I've, I've been told that you play on Virgin River, which is cool. It's, um, so it's really good. But it's really good. I'm a Grace Anatomy fan. And I know the guy played Nathan on Grace Anatomy. So Martin Hernandez, I think it was. How is Henderson? Yeah. Henderson yeah. How does he? How mm-hmm. is working with him? He's. I, I recently I've been really blessed with working with really genuine, warm, funny people. Um, he's awesome. I yeah I I've learned a lot working with him too. Um, he's very he's very sexy. I can say it. <laughs> I just I gotta concentrate extra hard sometimes. I don't know if you you feel comfortable in answering, um, but the increase of Asian hate crimes. Pretty much. I. How do you feel? Do you? I, do you feel like safe or do you worry? Because I worry. I was. 
having, um, I don't worry about myself um, for a number of reasons. I think sort of being outside of the U.S. Um, oh, me personally, I'm I'm not worried because I I don't see much of it here in Vancouver. Um, I, I know there's been increased numbers of uh, hate crimes uh, throughout um, North America, throughout the world, really. But like to me, it seems like the the large majority of it is happening in in the U.S. And but I do worry for you know my mom. Um, you know, who's, who's a, you know, 75, 76 year old Filipino woman walking around uh, a big city and you never know what can happen. Um, so I, I don't like that. It's, that it's happening. It, it, it's, it's an unfortunate um, sort of byproduct of, uh, you know, a lot of things, right. That, that have happened over the last year or two. Um, and I feel like we're all going through, you know, tough times because of the pandemic and, you know, money's tight for a lot of people and people are losing jobs. And so whenever, you know, you go through these times, like, you know, post-war, like during a pandemic, it's always easier to blame, you know, somebody else. And, um, you know, it's an unfortunate thing that uh, uh, Asian Americans are at the you know center of that right now. But Hispanics have been at the center of it. Um, Muslim Black Americans people. have been at the center of it. African Americans have been at the center of it forever. Um, and so it doesn't surprise me. I know, I, I, I don't know if that's a sort of crass thing to say, but. Um, I don't think it's, I don't know, I might be speaking out of ignorance here, but we're also stuck in sort of this like media and social media vortex of, you know, anything that's happening, it just gets hugely amplified. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be, you know, addressing it um, and that there aren't serious issues at the core. Um, yeah, sorry. That was just sort of a fruit salad of, of stream of consciousness thoughts off the top of my head. But um, yeah. I I just get angry. <laughs> I don't because mm. I, I don't I watch the news and I should. It's 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 not even it's not even just attacks anymore, like attacks or murders mm. or whatever mm. it's a lot of verbal stuff going on and mm. you know people still calling it china virus and people mm. you know you know not understanding the consequences of just using mm. that and you know mm. it's like we're not blaming the asian americans we're blaming china and i'm like yeah but guess who gets the mm. of attack it's not china it's us asian mm. americans and something like it's just i I worry. I, I'm lucky living in Hawaii because we have a mostly Asian American AAPI population here, but I do worry mm. about most of my mainland friends. So. Yeah, yeah, you you don't want it to see it escalate any further than than this. Um, yeah, yeah, like 
anyways. Okay, so thank you so much for um, letting me interview you. It was awesome to talk to you. And really appreciate uh, Camille, you taking the time to interview me today. Uh, it was nice chatting with you. Thank you so much for loving our movie and for your thoughtful and insightful questions and comments. Yes, yeah. I'm excited. I like I told you, I was most excited about this one. This I've been mm -hmm. saying it for like two three weeks before the movie that came out I was like mm -hmm. I'm so excited about this like I don't know why but it's just this the one that I'm like most excited about and then, yeah and imagine if the movie sucked <laughs> imagine was, if you're like yeah I, it's great I, yeah I, mean, I was, okay, I was yeah, gonna yeah, sit there and, I was gonna oh. sit there and be like oh my god if the movie sucked and they, yeah. and, they and I had to review it and I'm like oh yeah. god <laughs> but yeah Anyway, thank you so much for letting me interview you. And I You're will totally you. send you the link when it comes out so you can I appreciate like, share that. it with your family. Thank you, Baka, for joining us. Um, so in conclusion, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn Alexa, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Follow us on social media platforms. Our Instagram page is at Hallmark Heartbeats, Facebook page Hallmark Heartbeats Podcast, and Twitter is Hallmark Heartbeat One. Buy us a coffee on www.buymeacoffee.com slash hmarkheartbeats. We have never released podcasts, behind-the-scenes news, as well as raw, unedited footage of our interviews, including this one. You get to see Marco face-to-face, -face, as well as 20 more minutes of our um, interview. A lot of it couldn't fit into the podcast this week. All links are on our link tree, which is in our bio. The next couple of podcasts are pretty big. Um, on April 26th, I will be releasing a podcast reviewing movie titled Romance Down Under. It was formerly titled Love on the Menu, an Australian-based film starring Cindy Busby and Tim Ross. It was filmed in 2019, released in Australian Netflix, and now being shown in the USA on Hallmark Channel. May 3rd, um, since there's been, there's not going to be any new Hallmark movies that week, I will be re reviewing 2019 re movie release, Love Takes Flight. It's a Hallmark Hall of Fame drama that stars Nikki DeLoach and Jeff Hefner. May 10th. The new movie coming out that week is called Baby It's Cold Inside, starring Jocelyn Houdon and Stephen Lunt. May 17th, it's the big one for Tyler and Lacey Chabert fans. <laughs> um, this one is Sweet Carolina. It's a film reuniting Lacey Chabert and Tyler Hines, who both starred in Winter in Vale. I believe the following week is going to be the start of Summer Nights for Hallmark, but don't know, so, you know, might be starting May 22nd. I can't wait to see it all. So anyway, 
thank you so much for listening to me. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. And I'll see you next week, okay? Bye, guys. <laughs>